Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Shemaine's Model Health Podcast. You will find us under Find Your Model Health on iTunes for those looking to optimize their long-term health and weight goals. I am your host. I am Shemaine Linney. I'm a biohacker and fitness and nutrition expert, and thank you for joining me for another episode of this podcast. Before we move on, I must stress that the information in these podcasts is not to be taken for medical advice and should be used for informational purposes only. So this week's podcast, this is going to be a two-part series on cortisol and this week we are looking at high cortisol, what cortisol is and what we can do about it. Um, If you have been following the posts and the PDFs and the graphs I've provided, um, high five. If not, you will find them over on my Facebook business page and also in my Facebook private group. So moving on, let's take a look at cortisol. Um, And this is... Um, it's a very important topic, but it's very misdiagnosed and underrated and people don't take it as seriously as maybe as they should. So of course you hear a lot of talk about stress, this stress, that stress, the other all the time, but to break it down into what happens and how the hormones react, um, I feel is more important than just saying manage your stress all the time. There needs to be some sort of understanding there. So there are two types of cortisol. Acute cortisol is the stuff we want to survive or grow in the short term, like from exercise um, or um, survive being a fright or an emergency. But then the more serious type is going to be your chronic cortisol. And that is more of a constant exposure to stress over long periods of time. Now, most people get confused and think cortisol is our main stress hormone, but it's also our anti-stress hormone. So when we get a stress trigger, cortisol is released from our adrenal cortex and its job is to go back and turn off our stress response. It also turns off some triggers of our stress response, like inflammation or our immune activity. Um, and to go, just to explain a little bit more, so if you're having inflammation or some sort of immune activity or digestive distress, this is going to be a stress response. So cortisol's job is to switch off the inflammation and switch off the immune system because it's an immune suppressant and as cortisol is doing this it allows the body then to reassess the situation and say hey it's all good or it's not all good then the body hopefully switches off the cortisol release and your body returns back to homeostasis. The problem is, though, because of our environment, we're constantly getting exposed to stressors. So our cortisol is constantly being secreted and constantly trying to tell our body to relax. But if your cortisol is telling your body to relax at the same time that you're getting stress signals, you become resistant to your own cortisol. 
So it doesn't act as an off switch or it doesn't turn that stress response switch off and you lose the ability to regulate your exposure and your cortisol levels um, will either totally spike or they will flatline. So the definition of stress is anything that makes a change to your body. Um, and that can be anything from inflammation, infection, gastric distress, temperature changes, lights, toxins um, from poor food exposure. Maybe you add something you shouldn't have. Um, exercise, of course, can be a stress. Dodgy plastics, food colorings, um, excessive amounts of stimulants. The phone ringing can be a stress for some people. I keep my phone on silent so it doesn't stress me out and I don't have to listen to it or listen to a voicemail until I am ready to do it. Um, and so on. Even thoughts of the bills or thoughts of going back to school or anything like that. These can all be stresses. Stresses are everywhere. Um, if you're overweight, you also will have higher cortisol due to the higher insulin levels because of course higher insulin levels um, not only does affect blood pressure it also affects your inflammation and your gut health and everything and if your body is inflamed or having um, digestive distress that of course is going to cause a cortisol release and then it's a vicious circle because then cortisol creates more estrogen, estrogen creates more insulin, and the circle continues. Um, so recent research is starting to suggest as well that cortisol is one of the main driving factors behind insulin. It's kind of a chicken and egg thing though, uh, which came first, the insulin or the cortisol. Um, and obviously, Either or, if you have high insulin or high cortisol, your body is going to struggle to release body fat at the same time. So you got to um, address both hormones as you go along if you're on a weight loss journey. Um, so not all stresses are bad though, like I mentioned above. We want your body to have a normal reaction to stress. and um, We want it to be able to naturally turn off stress so that you can get um, back into homeostasis when all of the stress is gone. Uh, in a normal situation, your cortisol will spike in the morning, so it gets you up, out of bed, gets the kids out to school, gets everything done, and then it starts to trickle off as the day goes by, and then in the evening, cortisol is pretty much gone, so that your melatonin can kick in, and you can get into a good sleep. Um, but typically a lot of people are in higher cortisol most of the time and we go into high cortisol when we're stressed. In a healthy, capable body though, you get this normal distribution of cortisol and then you get these little spikes throughout the day but your body is well able to respond to them and adapt appropriately. So, if we're looking at high cortisol, high cortisol um, symptoms or key points would be you struggle to relax or get into a deep sleep. You will have high blood pressure. Um, you'll have water and salt retention. And this is in case your body is going to bleed to death. 
your body wants to try and increase blood volume. You'll feel anxiety, so we're worrying about the future. You'll have tension, um, even in your muscles. You'll feel super tense. You'll feel nervousness, aggression, probably irritability a lot more. Um, you'll be feeling overwhelmed and unable to cope. Cortisol suppresses your immune system and thus your ability to fight off infection. So you'll experience flushing, itching, sneezes, allergies, looser poop um, because your body's inability to fight off those infections. Um, there's also the other side of that coin where people who say they never get sick, this can be a sign of no immune activity because it's not the bug or the infection that makes you feel rubbish, it's actually the immune response. That's why people with inflammation or immune issues, uh, they can get administered cortisone as it shuts off the immune response. So um, it will shut down that inflammation and everything else. Cortisone is, um, it's a cortisol hormone. And it is a stress hormone that you can be prescribed to by your doctor. Um, and we see a lot of these same symptoms arising from taking cortisone. So the symptoms I've mentioned, if you take cortisone and you never had those symptoms, all of a sudden you do have those symptoms, that is because the immune system and all is getting shut off. Um, there's also an association of a cortisol prescription like cortisone and prednisone, increasing T helper 2 cell activity and suppressing T helper 1. Um, T helper cells, uh, they help regulate immune activity, so they're super important in your body. Now, T helper 2 is associated with lupus and estrogen dominance. So if you're seeing a lot of high cortisol issues, and next of all, you may be getting tested for lupus, you may want to look at what's going on there with those T helper cells. So um, some more symptoms, again, would be inflammation, high blood, acidity, aches in your joints, tension headaches, racing heart and palpitations, bloodshot eyes, ringing in the ears can be another one and this can be one of the main symptoms of high blood pressure. Um, increased body temperature and sweating because your body's trying to detox poisons, so poisons in inverted commas, your body thinks you're survived and you're in danger, it's trying to detox any poison you may have consumed. Um, so that's where you get the increase in body temperature. You'll struggle to focus, you may be forgetful, you'll have more long-term memory than short-term memory. Um, so you might bring up grudges or events from the past a lot more. Your short-sightedness, believe it or not, gets turned off and your long-term vision enhanced because you need that long-term term vision for uh to look for an exit to look for an escape route you're in survival mode remember you're looking at a map which you're a map with your short-sightedness is not going to be important in times of survival. So your short-sightedness turns off and your long-term vision gets enhanced. Um, you'll 
have shallow breathing or you'll sigh a lot. Um, not many people notice this too much though. It's something you have to bring attention to. You'll be tired and wired. The tireder you get, the harder it is to get into a good night's sleep. You'll store fat and fluid around your midsection because your body thinks you might be trapped in a cave for a while and your organs can at least feed off that fat. Um, increased stress also causes us to crave sugar because it's a fast source of fuel and it increases your wake hormones so you don't fall asleep during the time of danger. So this is in an immediate time of danger. Over a longer time, too much sugar is going to cause you to get into more of a fatigue state as well. Um, also with high cortisol, you can see, this is super interesting. So you can see it in someone's eyes. You can see dilated pupils. Um, this is associated with an increased sympathetic nervous system. So the sympathetic nervous system is your fight or flight system. Also, if you look in someone's eyes, between your pupil and the outside color of your eyes, about a third of the way out, there's an area called the autonomic nerve wreath. And what you will find is the outside border of that is really raised or inflamed or wide and elevated and the inside is darker. So the outside is associated again with your central nervous system, with the sympathetic nervous system, and the inside is associated with the parasympathetic nervous system. So that's your rest and digest and reproduce. And how I um, remember to differentiate both of them is the sympathetic nervous system, the first letter starts with S, that's your survival mode. Then the parasympathetic nervous system, the first letter is P, so that's your peaceful mode. Okay, so the side effects again of high or hypercortisol, uh, lupus, autoimmune disease, insulin resistance, reduced libido, you just don't, you just don't have that urge anymore, uh, PCOS and endometriosis, Alzheimer's, coronary heart disease, regular headaches and migraines, and a lot of this gets um, associated to the hypertension, the high blood pressure and the inflammation, um, sinus issues and allergies, again, sinus issues and allergies are going to to attribute to headaches and migraines and pretty much a life of pain not just mental but physical pain so the way it's supposed to be is cortisol is up during the day for survival and down at night for repair and rebuilding so um, before I move on to addressing how to address this why do you want to know your cortisol levels and why do you even care? So knowing your body and how it functions is super important for many reasons. Um, and knowing your cortisol is one of, because it's one of these um, important reasons, it, it's associated with many functions um, like I addressed above. And it affects so many aspects of your health. If you understand where your cortisol levels are, it can help to explain why you feel the way you do. How do you get to know your cortisol levels? Um, well, you can get a blood test. Um, 
And this might not be the best idea for a lot of people, though, because if you're scared of needles, this, of course, is going... The thought of a needle, the thought um, of seeing someone so white coat syndrome is going to increase your blood and it's going to put you in a stress state in any way. So your, re your result's not going to be accurate. Um, then there's a saliva test, which is one of the more accurate ones. I do like it if you can get your hands on it. It's kind of affordable. Um, not too expensive here in Calgary in any way. There is a hair test, but this only represents your total cortisol amount over the last month or so. Uh, and you really want to know what your cortisol is like on a day-to-day -day basis. So that's where the saliva one can come in handy. Um, and also you can um, avail of the questionnaire that I put in my Facebook um, private group and that questionnaire you can print off and you can keep going back and forth um, to assess your progress as you go on over each week. So addressing high cortisol or extreme cortisol or you just feel always always stressed and you have a lot of the symptoms above. First we're going to look at um, adaptogens. And I understand that a lot of what I say in podcasts or on posts is, can be repetitive, but I do try to highlight that it all is a circle. We are one body. It's all connected. Um, and if our environment made us sick, then we've got to address our environment and change it to make us better. But we look at adaptogens first because they'll pick you up um, if you're down and if you're down. Down, they'll or if you're <laughs> they will pick you up if you're down and they'll bring you down if you're too high up on that cortisol scale um, they have the ability to regulate your cortisol at different times throughout the day so ideally three times a day you're taking adaptogens but you can also use them as you need them so some of the most potent adaptogens include ashwagandha, astragalus, some shisandra berries, super good. Um, I like ginseng, I like particularly Siberian ginseng, eleuthero root, goji is a pretty good one, holy basil, licorice root, rhodiola, and of course my favorite medicinal, medicinal mushrooms, they're going to be shaga, cordyceps, reishi, maitake, and shiitake, um, and you can get them in in many ways. It's not too hard to get adaptogens in at all. You also want to try your main focus is going to be removing as many external triggers as possible. Those stressful phone calls, put your phone on silent. Watch your nutrition. If you're bringing in bad foods and not enough of the good, then that's going to contribute to inflammation and insulin and then more cortisol release. So look at these external... If there's something that you can do to limit your exposure to, exposure to external stressors, then do that. If you can um, allocate some time, just me time, just you time, then do that. Um, getting your sunlight early in the morning for some photomodulation. This is great. I always encourage people to do this. Uh, this will signal your body um, through your eyes to your brain and tell your body what hormones need to be released and when. 
practicing calming movements or exercise which will help bring down that central or sympathetic nervous system response like um, yoga I'm a big fan of Pilates, of course I teach it, but I'm a really big fan of just walking in the sunlight with the fresh air, enjoying the time, enjoying the breath, go for trails, enjoy forestry, just make sure that you're very present in the moment. Um, then when we look at sleep, we want to be very aware of our sleep practices. So sleep, in order for you to start leavening out how that cortisol is reacting, you've got to be getting into a good sleep state. So your room is dark, your room is cool, it's got some nice circulation of hair, it's, air, it's as quiet as possible. Then after your adaptogens throughout the day, you might bring in some magnesium or chamomile to help you calm down in the evening. And even turmeric, which is an adaptogen adaptogen is awesome to be having a night uh, just before bed just to help your body level out a bit more um, I push most not most I push all of my clients to do an evening routine um, and I get them to do it every evening and one of the reasons for this is to calm that sympathetic nervous system and activate that peaceful parasympathetic nervous system um, you can, I also, for one or two of my clients, I will recommend a GABA supplement and they can take that before bed or you can take GABA in an immediate response to any stress that comes in. So um, what GABA will do, it'll help calm and block off those neurotransmitters before they get to the brain and cause too much of a problem. So um, a GABA supplement can be good to have in your drawer and just take it as you feel any sort of stress or anxiety come on so that can be super helpful also what you can look at is a CLA supplement a good one um, CLA blocks glucocorticoid receptors so these are your stress receptors and muscles and fat so if you have some nice CLA you can't stop the stress from being released or the cortisol from being released but you can stop it from suppressing your immune system and preserving fat and from breaking down your muscles. So CLA is a smart one to have if you think you have a high exposure to cortisol. Um, understand that cortisol will constantly change and that's where you can use again that PDF I provided in my Facebook group to constantly reassess every couple of weeks of what's happening. So you might do it today and then do it in four or six weeks time again and hopefully you see that there's not as many marks on the page. So a quick recap, and I know I'm going on a bit, but this is quite an in-depth subject. So a quick recap, you got to figure out where you are with your cortisol, narrow down on your stressors, external, internal, and even emotional triggers. If someone said something to you or something happened to you, try your best to let it go. Um, they say that forgiveness is one of the best ways to heal. Forgiveness doesn't benefit the other person, it benefits you. If you can let some stuff go and shake off some words, then do that. Uh, next, focus on dropping that cortisol throughout the day so it's down by the time you go to bed at night. You're, um, 
getting in those adaptogens in the morning you're getting your direct sunlight and then we can use even melatonin at night for a few weeks because it will drive that cortisol down it's not something we use long term though uh, melatonin is a week or two and you'll still use those adaptogens throughout the day avoid caffeine afternoon but it's even better to avoid it before 10 if I see someone in a hyper stress state I'm going to maybe have one coffee or one dose of caffeine in the morning and that's it and at that I will pair it with an adaptogen so of course my clients know me well for mushroom coffee so medicinal mushroom coffee is going to give you that nice natural caffeine boost but it's also going to have those adaptogens in it to support your adrenals um, focus on your nutrition because you don't want to bring in too many toxins or crap that's going to cause a stress in your body use movement to help improve your resilience too. Take care of your gut because if there's issues there that again will be a stress on your body and again if you need to you can use the GABA supplement too. Always handy one to have. Um, I have my before I move on what I use for my stress I have a GABA supplement in my drawer I have some Siberian ginseng and I have um, a magnesium they're my go-to's then I also have some super foods and adaptogen powders in the fridge and of course my medicinal coffees. So I hope that explained everything to you. I hope it's been able to narrow down if you're on the higher end of the stress hormones or cortisol spectrum and then what to start doing about it. And remember, we get our results by consistency. Depending on how extreme your cortisol levels are, it might take a little bit longer, but don't get disheartened. You keep showing up, keep doing it every day, and I promise you will see an improvement. So have a wonderful, wonderful weekend, everybody. And please, please, sharing is caring. What we're trying to do is improve the world that we live in. We're helping people that we love and care about. So if there's anyone that you feel may benefit from this podcast, please feel free to share it. And of course, if you want, you can leave me some feedback on my Facebook page, Shemaine's Model Health, or my website, ShemaineSModelHealth.com. Okay, bye everyone, stay safe, and um, practice some stress relief. Bye.